Star Trek, our favorite frontier. These are the podcasts of Aaron and Polly, their ongoing mission to explore all things Trek, to seek out cool things and pick them apart, to boldly complain as no one's complained before. And this is Paul. And Paul, it's been 5,394 days since the last time this podcast was assimilated. Oh. Did you, notice that, did you notice that sign in the, uh, in the episode? I, at, I did at, not. At the Romulan <laughs> Borg reclamation. It's right, it's right as uh, uh, Issa and her new friend, or not Issa, uh, Soji. Issa's the actress. Oh, yeah. Soji yeah. are walking into the, the little orientation presentation. Mm-hmm. And as the camera pans back just for a moment, there's a sign that says, it's been 5,394 days since, this, since our last assimilation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not notice that. That, 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 that kind of cracked me up. <laughs> I mean, I dissected every Easter egg from this week's Fast and Furious Part 9 trailer, but I did not notice that one. For Fast and Furious with Aaron and Polly? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, our uh-huh. ninth episode. Uh, uh. <laughs> Tim will do it with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to have to be with Tim and Polly. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I have, have yet to see a Fast and Furious, Paul. Oh, you're missing out, Aaron. It is Patrick Stewart, isn't it? He, he, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, that's, that sounds like one of your Catman tricks. I'm not falling for it, Paul. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Well, uh, actually, so speaking of Patrick Stewart, this is our all Picard all the time uh, season of Star Trek with Aaron and Polly. That is true. Uh, especially today, because we're going to talk about the Star Trek Picard third issue conclusion of the series uh from idw the prequel series followed by this week's new episode um maps and legends Mm -hmm. written by kirsten byer and mike johnson with art by angel hernandez Mm -hmm. uh we we open up with a a page of picard remembering all the different picards he's been over the years you know whether it's locutus whether it's uh old guy you know on resica learning the resican flute whether it's, you know, prisoner of the Cardassians saying, you know, there's only four lights um, or, uh, you know, Captain Picard fighting the Borg Queen in first contact. You know, we see all these different iterations of him. Kind of a nice opening page. I liked it. Yeah. But um, I got to say, I was it was a rather lackluster ending for me. I, I feel like it would have worked better. Actually, funny enough, I feel like it would have worked better in live action. Mm hmm. Um, because as a comic, so basically, you know, when we last left Picard, the Romulans had taken over his ship. And I don't remember. What's the name of his ship? Uh, the Verity. The Verity. Had, the Romulans had taken over the Verity and Picard was captured. And um, in this episode, basically, they come back. You know, he, he escapes and um, it's a couple of twists and turns later and he's taken back his ship. And it's like some the, the main conflict really just kind of. 
fizzles out. Oh, I mean, you know, the, the big deal in the second issue was that the Romulans had taken over Verity, right? And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, how, how is this going to work? And then within moments, uh, and I really, no big thing at all, you know, yeah. Picard, Picard's like, uh, yeah, I think you're about to find out that uh, you don't really have control of the ship. And I mean, so it winds up being this big nothing sort of <laughs> And it really did. Like, I was yeah. like, they're like, oh, we have control of your ship. And he, it's basically like, no, you don't. Yeah. And then the book's over. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I think, I, you know, you were saying that this kind of ended on a nothing. I think that if you hadn't done it in three issues, but done it in two very large issues, mm-hmm. where this resolution to it is the same, you know, is in the same book as the ship we lost control. Yeah. I think that would have worked better. Plus, I think it needed a page of, or a couple of panels of uh, Picard's team on Verity doing something. Because yeah. this is very much a tell moment, not a show moment. We needed to have been shown that. There should have been something that we were seeing in the background. You know, and I was thinking about this, that it, the panels, all the, it wouldn't have even taken an additional page. You just, in all those pages where the Romulans are are talking to each other on the Verity, you just throw some panels in of Starfleet hands doing stuff. You yeah. know, crawling through a Jeffrey's tube, getting to getting to uh, auxiliary control, you know, that kind of thing. So that you're, you've got a sense that something's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, this whole, you know, Picard announces that a rabbit's coming out of his hat, hat and then voila, rabbit, um, is really, d- does not amp up the drama and is wildly unsatisfying. In yes. Yeah. You know, and it, it, here's the thing. I overall enjoyed the series, but the, the conclusion of it, mm-hmm. it, like I said, had it been done live action, mm-hmm. you would have had the music and the suspenseful moments. Right. And, and I feel like it would have worked better in live action. And I feel like that's probably what they thought of. You know, they think of like cut to commercial and then comes back. And you know, in, in, in those moments of, you know, close up on actors faces and things like that, you get, that moment would have sold a little more as a comic, you know, with faraway shots and no real like close up reaction shots or anything like that, or any real surprise or, or any real time to breathe in the, in this issue on wrapping up everything. Yeah. It just, it it fell very, very flat. Well, and it seemed really strange to get the second double cross later in in the story when, you know, Javon takes control of Verity and then immediately hands it back over to Picard. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm seeing here is that Romulans got no staying power. <laughs> they got no yeah, endurance. Shaban, you know, he takes over the ship and and then, you know, they 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 are they start arguing. He's like, "Well, hold on, you didn't let me finish. I didn't mean it." Here yeah, you here's go. your ship back. <laughs> here's your ship back. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now I'm going to live with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm going to move into your to your vineyard now. Nah, nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was a, a sloppy, was sloppy ending. Yeah, it was a sloppy ending. I, I, I would agree with you. Um, but I, I will like- say, for for what it's worth, I appreciated the introduction to those characters, the Romulan characters, and, and the huh, and Rafi. You got introduced to Rafi. Yeah, and Rafi, uh-huh. and um, you know, a little bit more background on the Tal Shiar than you get in this week's episode of Picard, which we'll talk about here in a minute. I was a little disappointed that uh, another Romulan warbird shows up, you know, to to assist Picard in what's happening there uh, on the planet. And 
I don't see any reason that it couldn't have been a Romulan that we already know, like Tomalock from the TNG yeah. series. The only reason I, c- I could see not to bring him in is if you're going to do something with him in Star Trek Picard. And I just ha- have a hard time believing they're going to do that. So why you not? Know. Why not give us, you know, a Tomalock? I mean, I can understand why they're not going to give us, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Tasha Yar Romulan. Mm-hmm. Because maybe they are saving that for the series, but boy, I sure would have liked to have seen somebody that we knew on the other side of the fence. Yeah, because you know Tomalock was his at was Picard's adversary all through Next Generation on the Romulan side. I would have liked to have seen that. Well, and I will say, you know, Picard basically has a quick phone call with uh, LaForge. Uh huh. Which is kind of sucky because you only see LaForge from the back. Right. Well, um, and it reminded me that we saw him in issue one. Right? Yeah, you it know? did. Because <laughs> I was like, I'd completely forgotten that we had seen him <laughs> in issue one looking over Utopia Planitia. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we know from having watched the first and now second episodes of uh, Star Trek Picard that bad, bad things happened on Utopia Planitia. Yeah. And was LaForge part? Well, no, he couldn't have been because he's referenced in this week's. Uh, Correct. And that, episode. you know. They they say yeah well maybe LaForge could help you out and so you're like okay Jordy made it <laughs> yeah. you know, Jordy didn't get burned up yeah um, it, but so, I, I felt like it, like you said that 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 scene it took me I was like so he basically just called to say hey but it, yeah. it is a remind it is a callback to something that happened in the first episode or right. first issue I should say yeah I'd say overall this this is a good primer for Star Trek mm-hmm. Picard. Um, I don't think it's I, – I, I don't know that it's essential reading with the exception that it really does ground you in who uh, Laris and Jabon are. Yeah, I agreed. think that's the, the key thing here. And they appear to be a big part of Star Trek Picard, at least in these first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, how big a part they continue to be, I don't know. haven't seen the other eight. But, you know, I, I – I do feel like it gave me an insight to those characters, and I think that helped how warmly I regarded both of them from the jump. Yeah. Well, and I will say one thing that it, it also his first officer um, yeah, Rafi. on the very yeah. – Rafi. Yeah. Uh, you know, because she's in – she seems like she'll be playing a part in Picard. Yeah, I think she's going to be – I think she's going to be a large uh, supporting character on that show. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not going to jump ahead, but – there, there's something that very much bugs me, and I'm wondering if should I say it now or should I wait till the actual recap part of the of this <laughs> episode. <laughs> well, well, why don't we jump over to recap and let me just say uh, I was surprised at how uh, episode two of Star Trek Picard, which is called Maps and Legends, Maps and Legends. Yes, I'm sorry. I was like, is that next week's show? Maps and Legends. Uh, <laughs> I was startled that on a streaming service, they started with a recap of last week's episode. Fair, yeah. That is unusual for streaming because, you know, generally things that are streaming native, the idea is that because people can watch whatever episodes they want to watch, you don't need a recap. That was really weird. Yeah. And Um, and the the recap was essentially a high-speed replay of the first episode because they recapped every point (laughs) <laughs> from the first episode. I was and, like, damn, how long is this recap going to go? I don't know if it gave you the option on your device or whatever you, you know device you watched it on. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that CBS All Access didn't give me an option to skip the recap or skip the um, introduction. So, you know, the, re- the, I, the credit sequence. I do not recall 
if I had the oppor- if I had the option to skip the recap. I used to be I, able I know that- to on Discovery, so I don't know if yeah. they've removed it. If oh, they or, just haven't built it in yet. Yeah, for the for this series. But you know, I uh, I can rem- remember I subscribed to CBS All Access through Amazon Prime. So the Amazon Prime functionality sort of dictates how you get to see the show. Uh, uh, and so it does allow me to skip uh, the title credits. Uh, it, it, nice. I don't recall that it allowed me to skip the recap. I don't recall seeing that. It may have. But I was so startled about the, the recap. I was like, <laughs> damn. How? And, and, and I was even starting to ask myself, did I click on the episode or did I click on something else? <laughs> you know, Did I click on like a bonus feature? Because it was just that, that, that uh, recap was huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. it I'm sure it was just a minute, but it may have been two. I mean, it just was really long. Yeah, I I was definitely surprised to see a recap. I'm like, what? I just saw this last week, and I get, you know. um, It was just funny to to see it on a – because like you said, I'm not used to it on a streaming show. But also, you know, this is the nature of streaming releasing once a week instead of all at once. It's just, you know, on most of the streaming native stuff – they don't do a recap because they know you can just go back and see that other show. Mm-hmm. But to your point on Netflix, when there is a recap, and that's generally for something that was, you know, a, a bro- originally a broadcast show mm-hmm. and then came to streaming, they'll give you the option to opt out of the recap. Yeah. Um, but boy, that sure didn't happen here. <laughs> so we open up uh, back in the salad days of Mars, back on the Utopia Planitia shipyards. And, you know, uh, I, it's it's uh, Federation Day? For, uh, first Contact Day. Yeah, First Contact Day. First Contact Day. Most everyone's on holiday. They've got a skeleton crew there. And, uh, you know, we, we get to see a, uh, a troop of, of uh, synths being activated for work. Good morning, plastic people, the guy says, and uh, invites them off to their duties. And these guys, you know, if we're, if we're talking about in the context of Star Trek Picard that Dodge and Soji uh, are perhaps cloned from positronic nodules of Datas, right? I suspect that the synths that we saw in Utopia Planitia might have been uh, uh, cloned from B4. Yeah, that seems – I mean, given that B4 was uh, referenced in the first episode, I would imagine that – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, B four, you know, uh, those who have watched Nemesis know that B four is kind of an idiot. He he, <laughs> even though he's supposed to be like an early prototype of Data and Lore, um, you know, it's it, it almost seems like that show Multiplicity, where you know he's a copy of a copy of a copy, because uh, boy, uh, really not the sharpest uh, image of, of of an android. But we see all these synths who have jobs, and you know, uh, they're not all there. Uh, they're trying, you know, they're working like they do. And, uh, you know, people are, are, uh, I, I couldn't tell if I I could tell that one person on the crew, one of the humans on the crew was having fun with, not at, uh, F8, the synth that that we, that we spend some time with. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, she did not feel like she was making fun of him. She seemed to be inclusive, Mm -hmm. you know, like inviting him into the fun, uh, however, other people, you know, not so much. You know. I mean, even the guy who told the joke to F8 seemed yeah. like he was genuinely trying and yeah. freaking Android yeah. ruined it. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> the uh, the uh, uh, others are just, oh, he creeps me out. I hate that guy, you know. Um, 
And then, you know, we see, you know, the, the day goes on, people are on their meal break, and, you know, we see F8, something weird happens to his eyes, like somebody turned on a program, and he walks over and just starts fucking up all the stuff on, on, on the system, and, you know, deactivating things, turning uh, the uh, Mars defense system towards Mars, <laughs> uh and we, we hear a notice that, you know, there's been a corruption amongst all of the uh, the sense that folks need to be on the lookout and, you know, danger, danger. And then he shoots the place up, murders them all, android style, and then puts the gun to his own head. And, uh, you know, as it as it fades to, uh, you know, the Star Trek Picard uh, title credits uh, blows his head off. We don't get to actually see the, the, him blow his head off, but, you know, we, we have a, fir- a very good sense that that's what happened. So, yeah. Paul, yes, I got. I gotta say, I don't think the synths. I don't think these synths were bad guys. Now it appears that they were took, activated. Yeah, it feels like, and you know, we'll we'll get to some of this later in this episode. But it feels like perhaps uh, you know a, a a Romulan group did something here. Now we don't have any direct evidence to that, but some of the other evidence that we that we. Uh, we see in this episode certainly suggests that that would be on brand. Yeah. Uh, and that the Romulans the dirty, are certainly dirty. hiding something, you know? Yeah, well, the dirty, dirty Romulans, right? Bastards. I mean, certainly, bastards. certainly, you know, Laris and, uh, and Jabon, those are good Romulans. Yeah. You know? Those tops are, you know, they're known for being good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but those other Romulans, they're all bad. <laughs> they're all bad. Yeah. So, you know, credits um, again. So I will say, say, Oh, go ahead. Strong opening. Strong opening, um, followed by about 40 minutes of navel-gazing. Yeah. I will say, you know, uh, jumping to the end, that this was an awful lot of uh, of uh, getting to the next episode. Yeah. Whereas, an awful lot of exposition. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, you know, it's that whole piece of why are we embarking on this mission? Which I kind of yeah. feel like, as an audience member, I understood that in the last episode. Yeah, right. I mean, I do feel this definitely felt a bit like filler. Like, it could have been resolved in half the time. Mm-hmm. Or, or perhaps, and we, we, we actually, oddly enough, we said this with Discovery in the first season. I feel like the first two episodes should have been combined. I feel like the, the first two episodes of this should have been combined with some trimming. And we would have had a very strong hour and a half setup. For the rest of the series. I don't disagree. And, you know, those people who went to the premiere uh, saw the first three episodes together. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, I really feel like that's how these probably sh- it should have been uh, dropped. Yeah. Right? Um, they should, you know, either dr- drop all three episodes at the same time or, uh, you know, combine them into one movie type presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, what I, what I understand is that they actually did some re-editing. They didn't just run three episodes. They ran them like a film, ah, you okay. know, and there is an edit to that. I think they probably should release that on Blu-ray, yeah. you know, or at least when they re, you know, release this season, they should ha- add that as a bonus feature. Mm-hmm. Cause I do feel like episode two very much links to episode one, you do not. I, while I feel like episode one has a beginning, middle, and an end, uh, all I feel that episode two has is all middle. Yeah, I yeah, agree. You know, I mean, I, we start in the middle and we we continue in the middle, and we are in the middle the entire episode. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm I mean, I didn't hate the episode. I, I just felt it was very like, huh? All right. <laughs> and you know, as as serialized fiction, you know, I get that. Mm-hmm. 
I just feel like, you know, you had such a powerful punch with that first episode to immediately follow it up with something that I thought was that was enjoyable and interesting, but it what didn't pack near the wallop, anything like the wallop of the first episode. There are moments that I like very much in this. Uh, and there are some payoffs from the first episode, but, um, you know, I thought it was kind of challenging. And I think one of the most interesting things we learn on uh, on this episode is that immediately after the credits, uh, we learn that uh, Soji, you know, our mm-hmm. good friend Soji. Yes. Actually, do we go to Soji after after credits or do we go to, to – uh, are we back at the vineyard? I think we're back at the vineyard, but Soji's okay. not long after. Okay. Well, let's do the vineyard first. So we, we're having this long discussion with, you know, Picard and Jabon and Laris. And Laris is very animated mm-hmm. about what she thinks is going on. That yes. she believes that, you know, the Tal Shiar is the Romulan secret police, which is sort of an oxymoron because everything, you know, in Romulan society is secret. Uh, you know, that they are a, a very secretive people. Mm-hmm. And she says that within the Tal Shiar is another cabal, is the word she <laughs> An uses. even older cabal. Yeah, an even older cabal, even more secret, called the Jadvaj. And every time Picard says Jadvaj, it's all the way in the back of his throat. I mean, have you, did <laughs> it's you like notice a drinking that? game too. So this yeah. is a very, you know, like I said, this is an exposition heavy episode. This was basically a solid five to seven minutes of exposition explaining the Tal Shiar, yeah. and then the secret, secret, secret police, the uh-huh. whatever the hell they're called, the triple secret Romulan police. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> oh god, seriously. <laughs> like you couldn't have just traced it back to the origins of the Tal Shiar. You had to have the secret or secreter Tal Shiar, uh-huh. yeah. basically. Yeah. I thought that was Super a little. Silly. Um, Triple super secret. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, in, and it's during – no, this is a little later in the episode. Um, so I, I will hold because I'm, I'm waiting to, to voice my complaint. But I believe it's okay. later in the episode when he's um, discussing the Romulans – with the Romulans, his uh, desire to to back out into space. Uh-huh. So, you know, he, uh, he, he he's having this conversation with – uh, Jabon and, and, and Laris. And, uh, we also cut to Picard and Laris going to Daja's apartment to investigate the scene of her first contact with the assassins, right? That we now know to be, uh, Romulan assassins. And, you know, she's like, yeah, this is, this is certainly the kind of thing that, uh, that the Jadvaj will do. There's no evidence here. You know, so, you know, that's, I mean, and that, that kind of cracked me up. There's no evidence here. It's the Jadvaj. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, so correct. I don't know that we've actually seen now, understandably, this is, you know, set a solid, you know, about 30, 20 something years after the last Star Trek, anything yeah. that we've seen, um, but the, the the tool they use that basically recreates the the scene of the crime, we've not that's seen anything tool. like that. No, that's a Romulan. No, it is a Romulan. That's true. Yeah. It's it's a Romulan tool, and you know, as she's getting ready to use it, Picard says, "You know, uh, I know that's a tool of the Tal Shiar, but you know, we know it to be wildly unreliable." And she's just like, "Yeah, that's what we wanted you to think." I and, think that was uh, a great line. I did too. I did too. I I really like Laris. I, I she do too. has uh she, 
she has such a genuine character about her. She seems to, as an actress, she really seems to be enjoying what she's doing. Uh, there, like, there's a even when she's upset later in the episode, there just seems to be this joy and passion about the work she's doing without just chewing up the scenery. Uh, I, I really get a kick out of her. Uh, but you know, she's able to recreate an image of Dodge and her uh, boyfriend kicking back on the couch, but all evidence of the assassination is gone. And so they Star Trek CSI this shit and start re, uh, pulling some information from the computer, which of course the Jadvage um, wiped from Dodge's computer, and she figures out some indexes. And the whole reason they're there is they're trying to find any link back to Soji, right? Uh, they, 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 they don't, they, they, they don't know where she is. And, you know, Picard knows that there's a second one out there because that's how Bruce Maddox made these androids. Uh, so they're going to go out and, 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 and try and find her. So they're able to piece together, you know, we don't know where she is, but we can tell you where she isn't because these messages that came in to Dodge from Soji came from off planet because they came through the subspace relay system. And so I, one of the things I really liked about this scene, you know, cause I said there's, there's a lot of things I really like about this episode is that when they CSI'd it, it made sense. So many times in Next Generation and other Star Trek shows, they trek no babble the stuff, and it doesn't really make it sense. It's like, well, you know, we employed Balonium, so we were able to discover it. Oh, Balonium, yes, I love Balonium. Balonium's the best. Um, they didn't do that here. You know, they talked about as they were discovering, you know, as they as as they had they they came upon a clue. They said, you know, what's the first thing you do with a digital assistant? You introduce yourself, which is what we do today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made sense on how yeah. they tracked that clue. You know, when, when you're working with your new iPhone or iPad and you're doing the facial recognition stuff, you're introducing yourself to it. You're you're putting in your thumbprint. You know, you're doing all these kinds of, of uh, things to identify yourself to your digital assistant, which is the same thing they do in the 24th century. You know, Apple is is design, designing the LCARS system. Yeah, you know, you know, I feel like that's a, I almost feel like that's a little <laughs> bit of the the Michael Chabon um, influence because that guy uh-huh. he's he's like he's he's very detail oriented. Um, you know, he's very he's known for making the complicated easily understandable. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I yeah, he's very much I, I don't know if he's an executive producer or one of the showrunners or what whatever. But he's, I think he's the showrunner. I think he's the showrunner, and I I yeah. feel like you know his influence helps because there is a lot of Trekno babble in it, but uh-huh. it, it doesn't. It's not done just for like like you said, for the sake of explaining like away legit. something that yeah. doesn't make it, sense. It feels like legit science fiction. Yeah. You know, that this is, you know, you understand this concept, and from that concept flows these impacts on mm. civilization. Well, but you know, I mean, Picard's just, not a fan of science fiction, so. Which was awfully amusing as he's meeting <laughs> with uh, Dr. Agnes, and I remember her last name this time, Paul, Gerardi. Gerardi. Uh, played, by, played by Allison Pill. <laughs> uh, she comes to visit and brings him a little bit more information about what Bruce Maddox was up to. Uh, you know, she also likes her, her, her tea, Earl Grey, um, which, you know, Picard pings on to, um, we get a little visit with her and I'm sure we're going to see her more in episode three, but she had a little slight visit there, but yeah, she's, as she's waiting for Picard to come in, she's thumbing through Isaac Asimov's, the complete robot hardcover. And I'm like, I think that's a science fiction book club edition. <laughs> <laughs> But and, and you know Picard says, "Ah, oh, the classics. I never really liked science fiction. I didn't get it." Yeah. 
Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the board cube. Yes. And uh, I, and again, important revelation: androids fuck on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you kind of you kind of knew that about Romulans, but uh, androids they fuck on the first date. Yeah. It's important to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Soji and Narak Narak uh, hit it off. And uh, I'm also a little grossed out that neither one of them took a shower before they went to work. And also hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just like, huh, okay. Y'all are all, you know, sweaty, sexy and whatnot, but okay. You don't know uh, that they – oh, wait. Yeah, you do know because they just got dressed and went. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I just I, – you know, just a little gross. Post-coital. <laughs> Yeah, just I'm sorry, just a little gross. But you know that uh, that uh, Harry Treadway, Henry Treadway, Harry Treadway. Thank you. Um, you know he he needs a good scrubbing to begin with. That's true. Um, I mean, you know, just the way he wears that beard and you know needs a haircut. But uh, you know, so that you know he is in a a a secret role or you know a, a a certainly a high security role there in the board cube as we are given to understand and she's like hey, is there anything you can tell me about yourself and he's like yeah i can tell you i'm a very private person and he says uh, you know he does the whole can you keep a secret yeah <laughs> so can i um which you know this is what you get when you sleep with a guy on the first <laughs> exactly. day <laughs> <laughs> you kind of asked for that one yeah just just saying you know you, you've got no hand and uh he's got to be an asshole <laughs> You slept uh, but, with him, but, and then all, and then you asked who he was. <laughs> exactly. Can I see your driver's license? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know she is. Uh, she suits up. We meet somebody else, and I can't remember the the uh, other uh, person's name. But you know she she meets somebody new on the board cube who just got approved to be there and uh, helps her get suited up. And this is an opportunity to exposit a little bit about what's going on and let the viewer know that uh, we're in the process of not just removing board technology from the cube, but also remo- removing board implants from the drones that have been in stasis for 14 years on this cube. Um, they they walk into a little orientation area as the Romulans are telling them, you know, uh, be very careful, don't deviate from your zone. If your badge starts uh, blinking green, run. And that's, of course, where we see the sign that it's been 5,394 days since our last assimilation. Um, it was a fun scene. You know, and, you know, the, the, the Romulan just intentionally frightening the uh, Federation scientists there to assist in research. Um, and then we get to see Soji, you know, sitting in on uh, the extraction of implants from from the drone. It just seems horrible. It just seems horrible. I mean, you, all these squishy, liquidy sounds, Paul, you know, as they're as they're pulling. I know, it's all you know, gross. It, yeah, oh God, it was really gross. I was just like, yeah, you know, when they were producing this scene, uh, there were people giggling about how, how it was going to make your skin crawl because it's all just, you know, just wet. It's ASMR yeah. <laughs> is what it is. I mean, it's just all wet and nasty. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. It's gross. But, uh, you know, she, you know, Soji takes offense because they're re- re- referring to, you know, removing optical implant from nameless. And she's like, you know, he has a name. We don't know it. But he has a name. And, you know, of course, the cold-hearted Romulan saying, yeah, dirty Romulans. Uh, cold-hearted Romulan says, well, Nameless is a name. 
And so they remove all the implants from this guy. Soji walks over and, and whispers to him in a language we don't know that, uh, you know, everything's going to be okay. Welcome back, my friends. Something like that. Some, some words of comfort, which we don't find out in this episode. But if you watched the preview for next week, she spoke the language to the former drone of his own species, a species we don't know. Mm-hmm. So very interesting that, and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that won't get uh, you know that won't cause too much trouble for for Soji next week. But uh, you know, meanwhile, back on Earth, Picard. And I, I mean, we may have jumped ahead, but uh, I think this scene actually happened before the scenes we were just talking about. But Captain Picard goes to uh, Starfleet Command, and uh, he, he has. Uh, met the evening before with I, who I gather was his medical officer from Stargazer. Yeah, I was wondering if that character. I looked it up to see if that character had been referenced sometime before, but no, it doesn't appear to be. Yeah, but you know, he 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 meets with that guy and he's like, "Yeah, I need you to certify me for interstellar service." And the guy's like, "You know, physically, you are you are great. You're all, you're above all the benchmarks in Starfleet. One one problem though, yeah, you got some shit going on in your head." Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're you're going to die in a really bad way. You've got a ticking clock. And Picard's like, yeah, that's nice and everything. Are you going to certify me or not? And the doctor's like, you want you still want to go out there? You, know, you want to be out in the cold knowing what you know? And he's like, yes, now more than ever, knowing what I know. So yeah. then we cut to Picard heading to well, Starfleet Hold on. Before we move away from this Sorry. scene, you know, I feel like – yeah, because they've already said there's a, a, a few-year plan for this show. Yeah, I mean, we basically know how it's going to end now. Picard's going to die at the end of this series unless something something miraculous happens. But I, I I'm assuming he's just going to die. You don't know. <laughs> he's going to die. You know, he's still got some Borg shit in him. You don't know. <laughs> it, it could be a return to Locutus. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> so he you know he he wanders off to us. Uh, Starfleet Command, and uh, you know, checks in at the front desk, and you, know, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to see the uh, the, the admiral, and it really amuses me. The guy doesn't know who he is, and that really gets on Picard's nerves. I mean, and it's all said with his eyes that he's just annoyed that he's got to spell his name, uh, and the guy gives him the hey, good to see you back on your feet, admiral. You know, it's nice to see an, an old codger like you still kicking around. You know, is practically what he's saying. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Picard grumps away to go visit, uh, you know, Admiral Kirsten Clancy? Something like I that. I want to say. Something like that. Admiral Kirsten, who I assume is named after Kirsten Beyer, uh, executive producer on the show. But uh, he goes to see her, and she's pissed off from the jump. He walks in the. He walks into her office. I mean, she doesn't invite him to sit down. He just, you know, helps himself. Uh, she she seems cold and bristly. And as he's saying what he knows so far, he knows he he suspects there's the secret Romulan cabal, the Jadvaj, that uh, they executed uh, Dodge. That there's another one. Bruce Maddox is involved. He needs to go find Bruce Maddox. Yada yada yada. And I mean, she's hearing none of it, seemingly. And just as like, what the fuck were you thinking? We were watching the news. Yeah. So so I just pause here. Yes, she drops an F-bomb. So <laughs> showing us that CBS All Access is going to drop at least one F-bomb in Star- in every Star Trek series. Uh-huh. It's a perpetuity now that they can. Right. I, which I found a little stupid. It seemed unnecessary. Uh-huh. Especially since Picard is such a sequel to a family friendly is a sequel to such a family friendly series. 
Right. You know, it's like, did you really need to drop the F-bomb? Like, it wasn't earned, I felt. Um, but it mm-hmm. certainly sold the the impact of, you know, because, like you said, she's like – so basically you're like, hey, you're on international news saying, hey, Starfleet sucks. Fuck Starfleet. And yeah. then a day later you come in and you're like, hey um, – I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to come back to work and you can demote me if you want. <laughs> yeah, and, and, what 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 kills me is, you know, he's like, "Yeah, uh I just need a, a ship, a small ship, skeleton crew. If you feel like my 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 rank as admiral is uh, too much, I'd be happy to be bumped down to a captain." And that's when she just like, Gah! <laughs> "She's like the fucking hubris of you." Or something like that. <laughs> And he's like, what? I really and I'm like, that yeah, scene. dude, that was an asshole move. <laughs> yeah. I really did enjoy that scene. Yeah. <laughs> well, because yeah. it put him in his place, honestly. I mean, like, it was it, it clearly, given the way he portrayed Starfleet in the last episode, he's like, it's not Starfleet yeah. anymore. But yeah. hey, can you it's give me a ship? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's consequences. And, it, you know, it, it puts Picard in a position where he's not going to be Starfleet commander out there on the frontier. He's going to have to be, you know, secret spaceship guy, ragtag uh, group of, uh, of of folks with maybe conflicting motivations to go out there. So it really does change the tone from Star Trek The Next Generation, where you're on the flagship, to group of mercenaries, group of, of uh, you know, privateers. It, uh, I, I think it's a really interesting turn. Um, and so, you know, he, she, she tells him to, to get the hell out. Next thing we know, uh, she's ringing up the head of Starfleet security who, you know, we zoom back and we see the Vulcan edict on her desk. And so the pointy eared person, uh, behind the desk is, is, uh, seemingly a Vulcan and she, uh, the admiral shares with uh, the commodore uh, over Starfleet security what the con- conversation was with uh, Picard, leaving out the information about the Jadvaj, uh and some other items. But uh, you know, the 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 Vulcan commodore says, "Well, you know, if there was if there was something Romulan going on on Earth, I'd know that. But the the Tashiar would never try something like that because they know it would be a step too far." And uh, he goes, but but I'll look into it, you know. And and the admiral's like, yeah, I just, you know, I think he's crazy. It's a little sad. I think he's a crazy old man. But you know, for caution's sake, let's check this out. So Commodore calls in her lieutenant, and we find out pretty damn fast that they're both Romulan spies. Yep, and one of them is that, disguised as a human. Yeah, and and the Commodore is descri- disguised as a Vulcan, and we find out that uh, the lieutenant. Uh, who is disguised as a, is a Romulan disguised as a human? Her brother is an Iraq who's been uh, you know banging Soji, banging the android. The yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, we had talked before about my concerns about a corrupt Starfleet. I'm a lot more comfortable with this take on Starfleet that Starfleet's just been duped uh, versus you know Starfleet is just wildly corrupt. Yeah, I agree. that's that's just Aaron's perspective. I'm I'm a little happier with this, and uh, you know it's surprising to me that they've tipped their hands so big in this next in in the second episode. But I will say, uh, you know, it was a, a matter. It was well, I, I certainly appreciated the twist, and I like that there's like hidden, uh, hidden you know, this hidden cabal, um, you know, infecting Starfleet, the Jadvaj, the Jadvaj. Um, 
<laughs> you know, we, we we did just see that in Discovery, right? You know, yeah. uh, two years ago with a Klingon disguised as a human. Now we have Romulans disguised as humans. Like, I, I, like, can we can we mix it up? Maybe <laughs> maybe humans disguised as yeah. Something? Could we have maybe we'll have humans disguised as Klingons? Uh, you know. Well, you know. In uh, the Sarek episodes of uh, the the Sarek and Spock episodes of Star Trek, you know, Captain Picard and Data both disguise themselves as wrong. Yeah, that's true. Just saying. <laughs> They're just getting back. Been yeah. there, done that, Paul. Stupid humans. Um, oh, okay. So now we're getting to my favorite to the scene I've been waiting for us to talk about. Okay. So Picard, you know, he he puts on his little communicator. He he reaches out to someone. He's like, hey, don't hang up. You know, I need a ship. I need your help. Blah blah blah. Okay. And in the next scene, he tells his, you know, Romulan friends who live with him, uh, Loris and uh, Jaban. And, you know, Loris is fuming. You know, she drops the tea, spills it on the floor, you know. Yeah. And nobody says anything. No no one says, like, you're fired. That could have been like, and, you know, knowing Picard's brother, because he's living in the villa that was his brother's home. Right. And his his brother and nephew died in a fire. Uh, we hear in Star Trek Generations. So you don't know that that wasn't Picard's mother's tea set. Well. But, you know, Picard is, fuck that. Yeah, fuck your, fuck my tea set. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say it being CBS All Access. Yeah, exactly. Fuck my tea exactly. set. Exactly. We'll get it in the next episode. <laughs> uh, only one per episode, apparently. That's right. Um, but this is the scene where Shaban says, hey, what you know? Okay, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but can't you take someone with you? Can't you call Riker or Worf or LaForge? And yeah. and Picard's like, no, no, they would all say yes immediately, but I don't want to put their lives at stake. So instead, because he does, he doesn't want to lose one of them like he lost Data. Right? But instead, he's calling his first mate from yeah. the Verity, like, oh, but she can die. That's- yeah, it, it, it was – it is Picard placing value on life and he doesn't value the, these lives as much as he does those. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're, you're absolutely on. right. I'm like, that is yeah. such a bullshit way. Like literally just have them say no. Like or, you know, I can't because they're doing stuff or like any other reason other than no, I value their lives too much because that's – I'm going to immediately call bullshit on that because you have a crew. You have at least four people that we saw on your ship in the next episode. And you're like, these guys are expendable. Not those. Yeah. Guys. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. It was just like, like I said, it was immediate. Like, hmm, <laughs> like this is literally just like, like watching it. it look, it's, it's just an immediate, it immediately uh, hit me as, this is just the excuse that they didn't cast those actors, you know, right. because those actors either didn't want to do it or, you know, were willing for a cameo, but not to join the series or, you know, they just wanted to bring in fresh blood or whatever. Like it just felt yeah. like an excuse. Well, I, I, I got a real kick about, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, telling Laris and Jabon that he's uh, going to leave town. He's going to go out to, out to space to find Bruce Maddox. And, <laughs> you know, uh, Jabon says, well, you've got to take us with you. You need protection against the, the uh, Jadvaj. And you know, only the Tal Shiar can protect you from the Jadvaj. And, of course, they're, they're both former Tal Shiar agents. And she practiced – I mean, she almost – it's all she can do not to strike him, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and she – I mean, she, she, she gestures. She's like, no, he can't go. He's got to stay here. We've got to – you know, we've all got to stay here. And so, you know, when it becomes clear that Picard's going, 
you know, she's stomping out of the room. She's like, yeah, go ahead and die in space and take that one with you. I, I, I really, all of that felt so genuine and earned. I mean, it did. I really enjoyed her outrage. I, again, I'm really digging Laura Sinchon. I agree. But, I, you know, that's another part. This entire scene I'm calling bullshit on because he's like, <laughs> no, you guys need to stay here and take care of the Pinot grapes. And I'm like, motherfucker, you wouldn't well, even know bugs, who the Jean Vage are if it wasn't for them. Like, you clearly they're, need them. <laughs> but there are spittle bugs, Paul. <laughs> like, you got to be careful you could, about You can just bugs. hire somebody. Like, you clearly need these people, these Romulans, <laughs> because they're the only reason you are as far as you are in this investigation. And you're like, I no. have to believe they're coming along. Right? I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know. Did you I, see the trailer? It seems like ja- Javon, Javon, whatever the hell. Javon. Javon. Yeah. Get out of the next episode. I don't know. I don't know. That was the impression I, I got from that that brief trailer. Yeah. It looks like he gets shot. No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I like them too much for him to be sitting at home. Yeah, well, or to be dead. Someone's got to take care of the grapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, there are spittle. Yeah. We're gonna go hunt Romulans, but we're gonna leave the Romulans at home to take care of the grapes. I'm like, <laughs> sorry. I know I'm harping on it, but like that entire scene just struck me as the hell are you talking about? But anyway, the next next scene is where Picard goes and finds his expendable first officer. Right. (laughs) And well, actually, a scene before that, the lieutenant from security that was being dressed down by the uh, Commodore and who also, like the Commodore, is a Romulan spy. uh, She holographically appears in front of Narek back at the Borg Cube and essentially says, hey, I'm coming to the Borg Cube. And if you haven't figured your shit out, I'm going to figure it out when I get here. So she's pressuring. And I have a sense that uh, as creepy as, uh, you know, Harry Treadway seems. Harry? Henry? What's Harry. his name? Harry. Uh, as, as creepy as this guy seems, uh, I suspect he's going to turn around. I think I think Soji's going to win him over. Because he does seem to be a little deeper than just, you know, mustache-twirling bad guy. Yeah. He's pretty... I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I He's been in a, a number of shows. The only one I've seen is Penny Dreadful, but apparently he did Mr. Mercedes after that, which I didn't see. Um, I like the actor. I like him in this role. He is... Even after learning that last week in our last week's episode of uh, Star Trek with Aaron and Polly, I still didn't recognize him in this episode. He just looks so <laughs> different. And I told Jen this because she, wa- she watched Picard with me. And I'm like, that's the dude from Penny Dreadful. That's Franken- Dr. Frankenstein. She's like... What? Like the fuck you said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now that we're watching Picard, we're gonna talk. We're just gonna drop f bombs every day. Um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. So she was like, "Really? Yeah." It, he he looks so starkly different, and maybe he doesn't, and I just don't remember Penny Dreadful that well. Oh, I think he does look because he was so pasty and sickly looking yeah. in Penny Dreadful. Um, I would not have picked him out either. I, when I did my IMDb, like, oh, who are these guys? I'm like, oh, that is Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, like, I don't know what, That's like, does I he look this, like, which way is his more normal look? <laughs> is it this way? Yeah, that I don't or know. Or is it Dr. Yeah. Frankenstein? That, I, I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. But, uh, so last scene, Picard shows up at Vasquez Rocks where, uh, Rafi lives. She's got a lovely little trailer home there. Uh, I kind of like the trailer homes of the 24th century. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I was like, I, I wouldn't mind living in that. She's got a nice porch, you know. She's got a great view. And, uh, you know, she shows up, uh, you know, looking all 
hillbillyish, you know, long, long ass curly, unkept hair, gun. uh, you know, gun, shotgun in her arm, you know, uh, <laughs> 24th century shotgun yeah. in her arm. And she's just like, you, you can get on off my property now you hear. And, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, Oh, well, okay. And he's got his hands up as he turns around. And, you know, of course he's got a bottle of wine, you know, hanging from, from his, uh, from his hands as he turns around. And he says, uh, he says, uh, the Romulans have uh, secret agents on earth. Secret, secret, secret police. Yeah, triple secret police here on Earth. And uh, she's like, okay, is that the 86? Yeah. And so we we just cut to him walking up to the porch and, uh, you know, end of show. Dun, dun, dun. And then preview for next episode. Yeah. So you you, you get in creds and you get a preview for next week. Uh, I I think that CBS All Access really hasn't figured out streaming. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, I, I, you know, here's the thing. Overall, I thought the episode was fine. Um, I, 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 I pretty much summarized my feelings even before we went into the recap of the episode that I feel like yeah. this episode and the first episode could have been combined to a solid hour and a half episode that would have been stronger as a whole than the two yeah. episodes were individually. Did you see that CBS All Access for a limited time is streaming uh, the first episode free? I saw that on YouTube. Yeah. Pisses me off. That That's that's well, you know, I think that's how you get more subscribers. I know, but and apparently it's wildly successful. And I, I, we didn't talk about it in the last episode, but their promotional campaign in advance of the first episode was huge. I mean, they they were in Times Square. They did a, a fuck ton of stuff in L.A. prior to the screening. Um, they they took over Times Square, and you know they, they did their the the view all kinds of presence on social media. I mean, CBS All Access was not fucking around no. with us. Well, they shouldn't be, and, right? Like you know, this is if anything on CBS All Access is going to bring in viewers, it's going to be Star Trek Picard, which exactly. goes back to my point of maybe don't drop an F bomb then. Like yeah. well, you know, that's not going to sell kids on CBS All Access like Stranger Things. Right. I you know, my problem with you can you can spend all this money on promotion that you want. I'm glad they do. I mean, they, you know, you need you need to gin up your fandom. But there's not enough there there in CBS All Access to hold people in. You're going to get people like our, our co-host Wayne on the Funny Books podcast who's going to subscribe for a month. Yeah, wait till the scenes is the shit yeah. out of all the content and be done. Because um, there's nothing else there. I literally, I only go into CBS All Access to watch Discovery and to watch Picard. My wife goes in to watch The Good Fight. Yeah, same here. And it's only because of my love of Star Trek that I subscribe to this service because there's not enough content there for me. Here's the thing. And this is what's sad. If they literally charged me $4, like half the cost, for Star Trek All Access, I would actually pay it. I agree. Um, you know, for for you know this, basic, I'm basically paying a dollar an episode. I'm like, oh, well, that would, it would cost me that anyway, right? If it gave me every Star Trek show, every Star Trek movie, every Star Trek everything, exclusive footage from conventions and maybe a weekly Star Trek show, if you – for four bucks a month, I would pay that. But instead, I'm paying eight dollars for for CBS All Access, but I'm using it as Star Trek All Access. That's that is exactly correct. Yeah, yeah, I have the same feeling, and I, I don't mean to to shit on CBS All Access. No. Well, I mean, I but do. you know, they've been in business for what three years yeah. now. They should have some content that I'm Here's interested the thing. in. They have plenty of original content. We're just not interested in it, and I think that's yeah. Part I know of it's it, all right? crap. It is all crap. It's, it's all crap. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Twilight Zone was was directly in my wheelhouse. And I, I, I couldn't get through two episodes. No, same here. 
and I feel bad about it because I genuinely was looking forward to it. And I, I like Jordan yeah, Peele. Yeah. You know, I have my issues with Us, but I love yeah. Get Out. And um, well, I think they, I think they, uh, you know, bought the wrong Jordan Peele property because he's doing that uh, Nazi hunter thing for Amazon Prime, which I cannot. Yes, watch. now that looks fantastic. God, doesn't that it look does. CBS All Access? You missed the boat yeah. on that one. That looks fantastic. And maybe that's the problem. CBS All Access needs to look into bringing in additional properties that aren't just CBS properties. Because um, yes. I think that's all they're investing in, right? The Good Place, Twilight Zone, uh-huh. the, you know, Star Trek. Maybe yeah. maybe invest in some other property or some original content that isn't, you know, that, that brings in superstar actors and creative team, yeah. um, but isn't necessarily just a derivative of something that already exists in the CBS library. Agreed. I mean, you know, Amazon is certainly you know, leaned into uh, spending money on, on new original material. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoever would have thought that, that a show like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel would be such a huge success. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't bear it. I've watched an episode and I can't stand it, but I get that other people like that show. Yeah. Uh, and it wins award after award. Uh, transparent, same way. That's not my show, but a lot of people really enjoy. But you know it. what would sell? You know what would have sold on CBS All Access and would have been perfectly ap- appropriate for the audience? Jack Ryan. Oh yeah, no. If CBS absolutely. had invested in Jack Ryan. That is one hundred percent in the wheelhouse of yeah. the people who watch SEAL Team and NCIS and all those. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. But you know, we're the yeah. suckers who pay the the, the freaking eight dollars anyway. But you guys get this content for free, and there's more coming to you, you know, throughout the season of Star Trek Picard. And we would love to hear your thoughts on our podcast, what you'd like to hear about in future episodes. We would love that. We would love that. Please give us a call, 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you'll want a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness Surplus. Well, and actually, I'm going to pause there and, and, and mention, because we don't get a ton of activity. We Sometimes we do um, get a, a voicemail. But I want to mention that you guys uh, who, who listen to this podcast, if you want, you, we can feature your your audio on the podcast, your thoughts on the episode and all that stuff, and we'll send you some free shit. So, I mean, it's worth it. Call the number. Leave us like a minute voicemail, you know, and, and talk about Star Trek Picard and, you know, what your hopes are for the rest of the season. Exactly. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and we're IOM Geek on all three of those. That's great. Well, we're going to do this all over again next week, so uh, come on back and uh, we'll talk some more Star Trek Picard. Catch you guys then. Star Trek with Aaron and Polly is a production of IOMGeek.com. Have a question or comment? Hailing frequencies are open at 972 763 5903. Tribble wrangling provided by. Try Scullion Trays, no troublesome tribbles. Mr. Aponte's wardrobe provided courtesy of Garrick's Clothiers, conveniently located on the promenade.